Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so happy to be here still. Um, It has been busy the last few weeks, the last month, it feels like. Um, I've been trying to release podcast episodes like every two weeks, but that's been hard, even that. Um, I've been busy speaking on the road. Um, This last week was spring break for my school district, so we had the week off. Uh, Me and my wife, we were in Las Vegas for a few days, and then I had three days that I was in Texas speaking to some schools over there, and I had some really eye-opening conversations with some parents while I was in Texas. Um, So, like, I mean, save the kids, right? We talk about social media, predators, we talk about bullying, we talk about about a lot of things, and when I was doing a parents' night, I was talking to parents about some of the things that their kids are going through. Um, I was talking to the parents about some of the statistics around social media, um, and it blew their minds. And before I talked with the parents, I talked with the police chief. He was following me around for the day. Um, And he's like, dude, we need to talk to these parents because so many of these parents have this attitude of it'll never happen to my kid. And in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I talk about this all the time. The whole not my kid thought. And he's like, what are we going to do? And so I was like, you know, I got you, man. I got you. And usually my I had a different parent night presentation prepared. And so when I went back to the hotel in between my um, presentations, I redid my entire presentation. Um to better fit the needs of the community I was speaking in. And I finished it like 20 minutes before I had to go out on stage and and present. Um, But here are some of the statistics around social media that I think all you parents need to know. First off, one in five kids ages 13 to 18 have or will have a serious mental illness. 50% of all lifetime cases of mental illness begin by age 14. 37% of all kids with mental health issues drop out of high school. 20% of youth have mental health disorders. 90% of everybody in the school systems agree that social-emotional learning is far, far important, yet there is nothing in the core curriculum about social-emotional learning. And then teens today indicate they feel that their love from their parents is dependent on high performance. Let that sink in. Most teens feel like mom and dad only love them if they perform well. An average classroom, five out of 25 are dealing with trauma. That's a fifth. 73% of girls and 90% of boys admit to sharing inappropriate pictures of themselves to others or others to others. And then when surveyed, resource officers' top three issues are vaping, sexting, and bullying. Now, these are some of the statistics I've gathered when I go to different um, professional development trainings as a professional school counselor, and it is kind of mind-blowing. Some of these parents are like, well, what do we do? 
What can we do to stay ahead of the curve so our kids don't have to deal with this stuff? And I hate to break it to you, parents, but your kids are just going to have to deal with this stuff and you're going to have to deal with it with them. You're going to have to teach them how to make good decisions and you're going to have to help them so, so much. And the biggest thing that you can do to help them to delay having to deal with this stuff is delay giving them a smartphone. Delay giving them the gateway to all of this pain and misery. Smartphones are the reason for 90% of the things that I just read off. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go backwards. Okay. 73% of girls and 90% of boys sharing inappropriate pictures. What do they use? Their phones and Snapchat. That's what they use to send inappropriate pictures of themselves to others and of others to others. Snapchat, their phones. Teens today indicate that they feel their love from their parents is dependent on high performance. That's because their parents only post about them to Facebook when they do something amazing. They only brag about them to the world when there's something to brag about. And that sends the message that I only love you when you perform well. I only love you when you get that first place trophy because that's when I give you the digital attention. And why does that digital attention matter? Because we ourselves, adults, we are on our phones way too much. And so our kids see that we value our phones and our social media. So it's a big deal when we post about them on our sacred social media. And when the only reason we post about them is when they perform well, it sends the message that we only love them when they perform well. Let's keep going. <laughs> this is just a bright ray of sunshine in your day. Um, so getting into the mental health stuff, um, like 90% of everybody agree that social emotional learning is important. 37% um, of all kids with mental health issues drop out. Um, these are all kind of like no brainers. But then the, the, the top two that I read off first, First, 50% of all lifetime cases of mental illness begin by age 14. That is young. That is super young. And I, I wonder what are some of the contributing factors to have these mental health issues. Um, I know a lot of kids that are dealing with anxiety disorders right now um, only become anxiety disorders because they don't know how to cope with anxiety. The anxiety is a normal emotion, right? But a lot of kids don't know how to cope with anxiety because what do they turn to the moment something feels uncomfortable? They turn to their phone. They turn to social media. And it becomes, it becomes their way of coping and they don't know how to cope for real. So the question is, what can we do to turn this train around? And then the last one, um, one, one in five kids ages 13 to 18 will have or currently have serious mental illness problems. So... Kids are getting mental health issues early on. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to cope. And it is causing us to go down a hill we don't want to go down. Kids are having to deal with things we never had to deal with or we dealt with but in different ways, right? Kids these days have to, much, much, much earlier on, kids have to deal with pornography. They have to deal with predators. They have to deal with cyberbullying. They have to deal with a lot of stuff that we didn't really have to deal with. Or if we did have to deal with it, it was in a much, much different way. They are exposed to it at a much, much more early age. And we need to be on top of it. So what do we do? How can we turn this bus around? It's not rocket science, we just need to talk about these issues frequently with our kids. There are a lot of issues that we as parents think are icky that we don't want to talk to our kids about. 
We don't want to talk to our kids about sex. We don't want to talk to our kids about pornography. But until those words become normal words in your house, your kids are at a higher risk of exploring those things out of curiosity because we don't talk about them at the home. It's a no-no for mommy and daddy. And guys, when it's a no-no, it is so much more enticing to look it up on Google and, and, and let curiosity just take the wheel. You guys need to talk about these issues with your kids. And when you talk with your kids, do not make it some formal, boys sit down in front of me and I'm going to talk to you about these things. We're going to talk about pornography. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about how your words affect others. If you do that, it is going to be so intimidating for them. They may never want to speak with you again. Something you should do is create an informal environment that gives your kids the opportunity to feel less pressure and more freedom in expressing their feelings, questions, and concerns. A good way to do this is be in a position where you guys are side by side. Whether it's on a walk, going on a drive. Drives are great because you have a captive audience. They can't even run away. <laughs> it's just like, hey, Junior, you want to go out for ice cream? Um, hey, let's talk about some stuff. I noticed some stuff happening at the school, and I want to talk about some things, you know? And you can talk about sex. You can talk about pornography. You can talk about healthy relationships. You can talk about why pornography is destructive. And they're not icky words. They're real things. You know, sex is not an icky word. For a lot of us, it's sacred. And we want to respect it. But it's not yucky. <laughs> and we need to stop stigmatizing it as something that's yucky. Um, we need to talk to our kids a lot about bullying. Not necessarily about don't be a bully, but more so on helping them understand that their words can carry some really, really heavy, heavy, heavy weight. Um, and it can really, really affect other people. The way we treat them matters. Words matter. And if we're not consciously trying to teach them to be kind, then the world's going to teach them how to hate. It's just that simple. And so when all these parents are asking me these questions at the parent night and the chief of police is like, what do we do? Because he's telling the parents, hey, I've been arresting high school freshmen. I've been arresting middle schoolers for child pornography possession because they're sending nudes to each other. And when kids send nudes, those are child pornography material. And so he's trying to tell these parents, guys, it's happening to your parents. And they're like, what do we do? And I'm like, guys, you're not going to love me because I'm not going to be breaking any earth shattering news to you. You just need to talk to your kids about these issues. You need to go through their phones and talk to them and ask them, has anyone tried to send you a nude? Have you ever sent anyone a nude? And then in the off chance that they're actually honest with you, you cannot lose your crap. <laughs> you cannot afford to lose your crap because the moment you lose your crap on them, that is the moment that you lose all rapport, you lose all trust, and you lose any opportunity to help them. When they open up to us about issues, big or small, we need to be able to keep our composure. And if we feel that we're going to have a hard time keeping our composure, we need to let them know, 
we need to talk about this later, but I need a second to process it because I feel too upset to be able to speak and be kind. And I want to give you the kindness you deserve. Let's talk in a couple hours. Give me a second to cool off. And then you can go from there. But parents, we need to be able to just chill for a second. Even if your kid comes up to you, dad, I screwed up. I had sex with my girlfriend. Whoo-wee, that would be a tough pill to swallow. But it's a, you need to swallow it with some sugar. And you need to first, first thing that you need to say when your kid messes up. Because they're going to mess up. They're kids. The first thing you need to say, I love you. And that's never going to change. And we'll get through this together. That's the number one thing that they need to hear right then. When they come to mom or dad, humbling down, opening up, being so vulnerable and saying, I screwed up. They need you right then, mom and dad. They need your love. They don't need you to yell at them. They already feel like crap. That's why they're talking to you because they feel like crap. They don't need you to yell at them. They need you to love them. So, um, yeah, it's been it, it's been fun. <laughs> it's been a fun couple of weeks speaking around um, parents. Just talk to your kids. Please talk to your kids and set some gosh dang boundaries with your smartphones, with your devices. I said it before earlier on the best way to delay having your kids having to deal with this stuff is just not giving them smartphones. But if you guys have smartphones in your home, you need to sit down as a family and talk about what are the good things about your smartphones and social media and what are some of the bad things about the smartphones and social media. And then create some boundaries that you as a family are going to follow. The reason I say that, when the kids contribute to whatever rules you make about your smartphones and devices, they are so much more likely to follow those rules because they're the ones that came up with them. So talk with a family, come up with some rules for your smartphones, for your social media that you can follow as a family. Some basic rules of thumb is to one, never have the device charging in the kid's room. It has a bedtime, so does the Wi-Fi, and bedtime is not in the kid's room. The phone does not go in the kid's room, phone has a bedtime, Second off is mom and dad get the passwords to everything on that phone. Everything. Because <laughs> it's your phone. They live under your roof. It's your phone. Um, so have the passwords to everything. And then when it's charging at night, the kids go to bed before you do. Um, they're charging in a central location in the kitchen or something. That's your that's your time to be able to just you know, go through it. Look through it every now and then. Look to see what's being posted on their social medias. And here's the thing. If you guys are willing to let your kids have social media, you need to be willing to be on that social media with them. If they're on Snapchat, you better be on Snapchat. If they're on TikTok, you better be on TikTok. And if you don't want to be, well, then you're <laughs> then the, <laughs> they shouldn't be on there either. Um, it's not for kids. Just delete it. it. It'll make your life better, I promise. Anyway, I'm rambling now, but it's fine. <sighs> guys... I want to turn this train around. I want to help this 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 mental health pandemic that we're in. Unfortunately, nothing's going to change until 
the home changes. Nothing's going to change until we start making some adjustments in the home. So sit down with your kids, have those tough conversations, make words like sex, pornography, bullying, depression, suicide, make those words common in your house because you talk about those tough things. And then when your kids come to you because they made a mistake, you need to be calm and you need to listen. Our kids need us so, so much. Um, Guys, guys, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. If you want to get me or any of the Save the Kids speakers into your school, please contact our president, Liz, um, Liz at SaveTheKids.org. Her email will be in the description. Contact her. You can DM me and we'll work something out to help get us into your school to help kids get off social media, get over their bullies and love their lives. You are wonderful. You are worthy and you are worth it. And I have a cold from traveling, so I'm going to go take a nap. See you on the next one.